Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to talk about the Blue Belt. In the past couple of months, Brandon and I have promoted a few of our students. I've been thinking a lot about the Blue Belt, what it means to me, and what I'm looking for when promoting or recommending Brandon to promote a student. I'm hoping this can act as a guide for those of you feeling lost at White Belt. One of the first questions I get asked after a student signs up or after they've been here a few months is how do I earn the blue belt? How do I get promoted at 10th Planet Decatur? I want you guys to recognize that you are earning your belts. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is about performance. The mats do not lie. Obviously, when you start to regularly submit blue belts, your white belt's looking a lot darker. But I think a lot of you guys recognize there's a lot more that goes into your promotions and the blue belt than just winning and losing. I want to highlight and tell you guys about some of the character-based things that I'm looking for when I'm thinking about promoting a student. It's not all performance-based. It is a big factor, but... There are so many things that you control, and a lot of them are attitude, ego, and just learning how to train intelligently. So the first thing is is that you can roll controlled with people smaller than you. So we have a 250-pound student. He came in with some wrestling experience, and he's a, just a beast, One of the first things I told him was, is I understand that you can get on top, smash pass Americana, smash pass Americana, smash pass Americana. I told him, look, I'm sick and tired of watching you do that. I am so much more impressed when I see you sit guard against guys that I know you can beat. It is important to establish, okay, I know I can beat this guy. 5, 10, 15 times. But after you've done that, you need to recognize that you're going to get so much better when you start to play your B and C games. When he started to sit and play butterfly guard, try and go for triangle chokes, he struggled, but what he found with that struggle is that he got so much better, faster, compared to just doing the same thing over and over again. And so one of the things that will really help you guys is just that recognition Okay, I hold the attributes. I hold, I'm, a, I'm better with the techniques. I'm younger, I'm strong, whatever it is, I'm bigger. Can you control yourself enough to play a game where you're going to struggle? Two, you can compete when it's time to compete. And so, at the same time, I want to see sometimes during class, you're 220 pounds. I want to see you lock horns with another 220 pounds guy. I want to see, do you know how to win? Are you going to gloat? Are you going to tell everybody or write a Facebook post about how many submissions you got today? At the same time, how do you handle losing? Do you get mad? Do you go five times harder at a guy after he submitted you? I want to see how your ego handles competition stress. And one of the best ways to learn how to handle competition is in training. 
And so if a guy's getting ready for a tournament in two weeks, can you push on him? Can you go that extra step to help him get ready? At the same time, I want you to start learning how to train for competition. Even if you're not interested at all, sometimes I want to see you push yourself and get outside your comfort zone because I know it's going to really help your growth. The third thing is that you can help new students with basic movements. So when a new student comes in, he's trying class for the first time, one of the things I like to do is I like to pair him up with an experienced white belt. I want to see, can that white belt show him how to shrimp? Can he get him through a Gramby? Can he help him learn a basic side control? I want this white belt to start to realize the value in being a mentor. Because at Blue Belt, I think it's incredibly important that you start to take two, three, four white belts under your wing and you start to teach them. You start to help them. You start to guide them. You start trying to help them become blue belts. That's really important because at 10th Planet Decatur, we have a lot of purple, brown, and black belts. And so blue belt never gets the opportunity to teach. Blue belts never, I mean, you'd never teach at blue belt at our gym. But I want you to teach. Just not in front of everyone. I want you to take guys off on the side. I want you to show them the things you're good at. I want you to be there. I want you to see the value in being selfless and how teaching and helping guys is just as important for your growth in jujitsu than purely just training. The fourth thing is can you roll 30 minutes? I want to see you can roll 30 minutes straight. Often... I'll see guys, they've been training a year. They'll train really hard for one round. They'll maybe get a couple submissions, and then they'll sit out the next two rounds, and then they'll roll again. They'll pick that purple belt. They'll roll super hard. They're exhausted, and then they'll sit out two more rounds or they'll leave. I want to see, can you control yourself enough, and can your ego handle being tired and losing? Because a lot of guys... They make excuses when they're tired. And some guys, their excuse becomes enough where they just start sitting out those rounds. You really miss a lot of things on the technical side when you don't train when you're tired. Of course, everyone's going to be much tougher when they're fresh. But sometimes you need that extra pressure of being tired and having somebody 20 pounds bigger on top of you. How do you react? How do you handle that pressure? How do you handle losing when you've, you know, or how do you handle being on bottom when a guy's crushing you and you're already tired and you're feeling kind of, oh, you know, like you can't breathe? It's really important that you recognize that I don't care if you win or lose during that 30 minutes. You could lose every match in the 30 minutes. I just want to see that you can push yourself to do 30 minutes and then get to the point where you can consistently do it. Because I know in the long run, your technique is going to be so much sharper and you're going to get so much more mat time than the guys that sit out multiple rounds or only roll when they're fresh. The next thing was really inspired by Salo Hiberio. Salo wrote The University of Jiu-Jitsu, one of the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu books out there. Highly recommend you get it. In the book, he highlights what he's looking for, white, blue, purple, brown, black, what each belt means to him. 
And for white belt, he uses one word over and over and over, and it is survival. He wants his white belts to learn to survive. He doesn't care at all about tapping or winning or anything like that. His big test for his white belts is against that visiting purple belt. So Solo, being a legend, he gets lots of visitors. So instead of having that visitor roll with his top students or him, he always puts that visiting blue, purple, brown belt with one of his white belts first. And he wants to see his white belt. Can he survive? What does his defense look like? Does he panic? He says if that purple belt gets too rough or starts, you know, rolling out of control, then he's like, well, you got to roll with me next round. I'll put that guy back in his place. But he says it's a great look at how much the white belts learn to survive because the visiting student trains really, really hard. He's trying to impress Solo. Usually guys, when they're visiting, they kind of treat it like a competition round. And I tell guys at my gym that all the time. Hey, this guy, you know, guy's visiting. Usually he's going to come at you hard. He's never rolled with you before. And yes, treat it like a competition. It's a good look at it. Well, Solo says is once he sees that student can survive, he says it doesn't take maybe nine months to a year before he promotes them to blue belt. So start thinking about your survival. Can you survive against that purple belt that's trying to crush you? Don't worry about the wins and losses, especially against guys more experienced than you. Just survive. Get comfortable under pressure. This last thing is really important. Um, And it's one of the things that I say I'm most impressed by. And it always amazes me in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journey. Is when a student has got far enough along at white belt to where he can easily handle brand new guys. Because white belt's tricky. You have white belts that have been training for three years, and then you have a white belt that's been training two weeks. Well, one of the big signs that a student's getting close to his white belt, and I think it's really important to think about in self-defense terms, is can you handle a guy, especially if he's 20 to 30 pounds um, outside of your weight class, can you control them? Can you dominate them? Can you get a takedown? Can you submit them? I want to see that you are getting further and further and further away from that day one white belt. And so sometimes I'll put guys that have been training a year, year and a half. I'll spend a night just putting them with guys that have only been training a couple of weeks. And I just want to see the growth Because you can really see how much a white belt knows when you put them with a student like that. And a lot of times, you'll see that white belt and you'll talk to them afterwards and the confidence they get from that. They'll go, oh my gosh, I'm so used to just rolling with blue belts and purple belts and usually being on the defense. Well, when I roll with that brand new guy, it's like magic. It clicks in them again that, man, I'm learning a lot. And a lot of times, students will get really frustrated And one of the big things is when they feel like they're not learning and they're not close to their blue belt, it's because they're only rolling with experienced guys. And a lot of times blue belts are constantly trying to roll with white belts so they can get their victories and they can experiment on their games. Well, I like to take guys that have been training a year, year and a half, and make sure they're getting rounds in with new dudes. It's the best way for them to see how much they're learning and for them to start getting real confidence in their jujitsu. So those are the things that I'm looking for for all students, okay? 
any guy that's a white belt, those are the criteria things that, that really impress me, that really get me to start to think about, hey, this guy's getting close to his blue belt. Now, the next, it's kind of a different category, and I think it's very important um, when your school doesn't have a test. So at 10th Plant Indicator, we do not have belt tests. So it has nothing to do with how many classes you come to. You can't pay a certain amount of money for the blue belt. Um, there's not 25 techniques you need to know. So I tell students, oh, the next kind of category, it's purely between the relationship you have with your instructor. It's the instructor and the student's relationship, and every blue belt's going to look different. So if your goal is to be an MMA fighter, you come in, you talk to me, hey, I want to fight MMA. I want to be in the UFC. I want to be the next Gordon Ryan. Well, I want you to compete three, four, five, six times at white belt. And you're not going to get a blue belt until you've competed a few times. At the same time, if you don't have any competition aspirations, then I don't care about that. I don't hold you to that same standard. Also, it's important to note that, again, since every blue belt looks different, everybody starts at a different part you know they start with different skills they start with different attributes and i'm really just looking at what you know i'm trying to gauge when you're the blue belt version of yourself did you come in 50 pounds overweight and have you lost 25 um did you come in saying you had lots of stress and you know you didn't have any confidence and now a year and a half later you've got a girlfriend you got a new job you're getting you know you're just showing up with a new haircut you're just oozing confidence. Those are the type of things that you can really only evaluate on an individual basis. And so it can get hard sometimes when you go, and especially if you're only thinking about the win or loss side of things, when you see a guy get promoted and you go, oh, but I beat that guy all the time. Well, it's like, man, you didn't see that guy when he first came in. He's been training here three years and he came in really depressed and he came in you know, 75 pounds overweight and he hadn't worked out in the gym and he just had a divorce and his whole life's completely changed. Those are the type of things that you can only evaluate when you have a relationship with your student and you can't judge anybody else's journey. So I've made the mistake in the past. I remember when I was getting promoted to Blue Belt a couple guys got promoted for me. And I remember I was competing. I'd won a few tournaments at White Belt. I had tapped those guys. And I just got this really negative and kind of jealous feelings about it because I was like, oh, I'm better. I'm younger. I'm more athletic. I should be the next blue belt. When really, we're all on different journeys. And when you start to evaluate and judge other people's journeys, it's only going to lead to negative things. And so I hope that that helps you guys to see that there are certain things that I'm looking for for all students. You know, your instructors definitely should be looking for all things. And his list might be a little bit different. Maybe he expects you to roll for an hour. Maybe it's a more competition-heavy gym. And so he wants to see that you can do, you know, that you're in physically really good shape. Whatever it is, there are things that, are not purely wins and losses. It has a lot more to do with your effort, with how you train, with your ego, 
Are you the type of guy that, again, is going to go on Facebook and write about how awesome you are and how you submit everybody 20 times? Or are you going to be humble? Are you going to start to take people under your wing, especially guys that you're better than? Those are the things that really impress me. And a lot of times, I'm way more impressed with the character side of things than the performance side of things.